All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. going to be somewhat of a hodgepodge, a little bit of a grab bag type of day today. So we got some uh, topics. I say let's cover them. First up, the first one's going to hurt a little bit, gang, because I have defended this guy. I've defended him more than once, but I'm starting to think maybe it's time to break up with Joe Rogan. Now, I've clearly, because I've got a podcast and I'm all about First Amendment. Right, and again, every amendment has safety nets. You know, you say some fucked up ass shit, you may get snatched the fuck up. But I defend people's right to say whatever the fuck they want, even if it's stuff that I don't like. Matter of fact, the way I've always kind of seen the First Amendment is the First Amendment protects the forms of speech and expression that you don't agree with. Right. I don't agree with Joe all the time. But, yo, that's his right. But this is the second or third time. Gang, that I've heard Joe Rogan say that if the woke mob gets their way, the only people who won't be able to voice their opinions are straight white men. Now, I'm almost at a loss for words here, gang. When you don't know what oppression is, you usually have to make shit up. And what you make up sounds so fucking ridiculous. And again, I've, I've always been kind of curious. Where Where's the evidence for this? Where are the numbers? Where are the fucking stats to show that white men do not have a voice or they're losing their voice? Now, I, I see them, you know, pretty much no breaks, all gas, say whatever the fuck you want. So I'm kind of curious, where is this silencing fucking coming from? Joe Rogan, the first platform to pick up gin and truth was Spotify. You know how much money I make off of these? Exactly zero dollars and zero cents. This is fun for me. I, I like it. And yo, if someone wants to offer me a contract or something, oh, you hashtag I'm going to take it. Of course I am. Joe Rogan, on the other hand, this is his livelihood. That fucker set a record for signing a 100 million fucking dollar deal with Spotify. A hundred million dollars. That dude gets millions of fucking listeners every month. And I'm kind of curious, where's the silencing going on with Joe Rogan? He got a fucking contract that makes most NFL contracts look like food stamps. Wet ones at that. He still does stand-up comedy. And at least before COVID, to sell out crowds. I sat there and I, I saw his bit on Caitlyn Jenner. It was 100% transphobic to the fucking bone. Comedy store full of people laughing their balls off. Where's the censorship? I mean, I'm really kind of curious. Not really. I don't want to look under the pile of shit for the one example that they see there. No, you're not being silenced. Right? I mean, it's kind of like, 
Josh Hawley's monkey ass. Just last month, he was on CNN, if y'all remember. Right? And he's sitting there. Again, CNN. This isn't public access in Waco, Texas. Right? This is CNN. They've got millions of viewers a night. And uh, during the interview, he, you know, gets all huffy and puffy and does what, you know, kind of at least Trump level supporters, you know, doing. They get defensive for no reason at all whatsoever and start throwing out all their slogans. Right? Oh, you're not going to suppress my voice. Uh, don't you're not. Don't know. Don't don't censor me. You can't cancel me. I remember the female reporters like, dude, you're on CNN. There's five million people watching right now. Just talk, right? I mean, drama queen much? You're not being fucking censored, Josh Holly, nor are you, Joe Rogan. And what about Rush Limbaugh? There's a white dude, one of the whitest men on this planet that has ever fucking whited. And like I said in my other episode about fuckface Rush Limbaugh, this country made him rich. Never once asking Rush to take back some of the intellectual poison that came out of his fucking fangs. Again, telling people on the spot, black people on the spot, take the bone out of your nose and call me back. Calling the president's daughter a dog. Calling a woman who wanted birth control pills a slut. Never once was he censored. Not a single time he wasn't canceled. So again, I'm kind of curious, where is this evidence for white male oppression? It is literally non-existent. Fuckface Tucker Carlson. Y'all know how much I love that asshole. Hashtag I don't. That guy gets paid a shit ton of money. Not to lie. No, to stoke fear. His only job is to scare the fuck out of 55 to 65-year-old white people. But again, like I told y'all a million times, his, he does not report the news. He simply asked Google-worthy questions to an intellectually lazy audience, knowing they won't look up the answer. I mean, this guy stokes racial fucking hatred. And yes, you can find that one, and I've seen it, because people are like, what, does this look like a racist to you? He's got his arm around a black dude wearing a fucking MAGA hat. Yeah, I can still call his monkey ass a racist. Fuck you. But again, where's his censorship? I, I, I firmly place port, part of the blame of January the 6th on Fox News. But I'm thinking Juan Williams, I'm looking right at uh, the latest. I think there's like three or four black hosts, right? The rest of them, it looks like an NHL fucking lineup. White, 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 Geraldo Rivera. I mean, fuck me. Where is this white male oppression? I'm still kind of curious. Again, the human thumbprint, Sean Hannity. Again, here's another person whose only job, literally for four years, was every time Donald Trump jerked off on the floor, he wiped it up with his bare hands and then told everyone else he didn't just jerk off on the floor. He, too, is a professional liar and gets paid. I remember I looked up his net worth. $250 million. That doesn't sound like censorship to me. And I can hear some asshole now talk about that baker in Colorado who didn't want to bake a cake for a gay couple. Yeah, he got his ass put in a fucking sling. 
Your actions carry fucking consequences. But guess what? No one forced him to not be a Christian. No one put a gun to his head and made him bake the cake. He did exactly what the Constitution protected him to do, and that was to voice his opinion. He, he thought uh, baking a cake for two uh, people of the same uh, sex was against his religion, so he didn't do it. That's not censorship. And he's white than a motherfucker. Now, just because he's got his First Amendment rights doesn't mean he's excused from the fucking consequences. So again, where is this white male oppression? And when you don't know what it is, you usually have to make shit up. And what you make up sounds stupid as fuck. Again, it's kind of like the whole argument. Well, why isn't there a white history month? Again, you're asking the wrong question. It's not why isn't there a white history month. The question is, what have my white brothers and sisters had to endure to earn one? Right? You just want to sit here and say, oh, it's all American history. Is it? Is it really? I mean, gang, I'm just now finding this the fuck out. I'm way more Native American than what I thought I was. I knew I had a couple drops in me. I mean, fuck me. We're all from Louisiana. Wrong, mister. My grandfather, who I thought was just black to the bone, nope. Papa was native. Mama Jenny, native. Right? He was like, well, why don't we just teach us all American history? Then, Jack, we need to rewind the clock all the way to our fucking native brothers and sisters and ask them to teach the class. Because apparently we don't know shit. I think it was called the paper genocide I was just taught, where basically we just wrote out, you know, all native history People with actual native blood, you're just black on your birth certificate. You know how fucked up it, you got to be to where black is the better option? I mean, fuck me. So again, all this bullshit about white male oppression and silencing their voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this? I made a bet or a dare with my Christian brothers and sisters. You talk about Christian persecution. And that was... You wear an atheist t-shirt for a week and I'll wear a Christian t-shirt for a week. Let's come back and talk about our experiences. I wonder who's going to eat more shit, right? If you really think it's that hard being white, I bet you you won't try on black shoes for a fucking second, right? I mean, again, what the, the overwhelming majority of the uh, insurrectionists were white men. There were less than 50 Less than 50 arrests. Everyone else just got to go home. Gang, it takes 50 people just to build the fucking gallows that they built to hang Mike Pence. Where's the oppression? They were literally getting away with fucking murder. Y'all remember Charlottesville? We let them white boys walk up and down the fucking street carrying bazookas, screaming, Jews will not replace us. And with the exception of the fucker who killed Heather Heyer, there wasn't a single arrest. So again, where is it? And the fucked up portion is, during Charlottesville, they were carrying torches. They were carrying guns. I can't remember which one of the Black Lives Matter protests it was. They forbade them carrying water bottles. Their excuse was you can freeze the water and you can throw it at a cop. Okay, I'm willing to listen to that story, but why are these assholes carrying torches? 
Have you ever seen a fucking Frankenstein movie? Fire, fire. You can burn some shit up. We let people care. We let white men carry fucking guns in the middle of the fucking streets at 12 noon. Not a fucking arrest was made. So again, gang, I may have to break up with fucking Joe Rogan. I can't defend him anymore, man. This is not the first time he's done this belly aching. So again, please show me actual evidence of white men losing their voice. Because all I see, again, no brakes, all gas. So please take your white male oppression and shove it up your ass. Now, before we move on to the next topic, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. Greg fucking Abbott. I do not understand this guy, gang. I do not understand the state of Texas. I, I just don't. Now, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, you, you know what a great time I had during the snowstorm. And I said then, and I said it now, I'm going to say it again right now. The snowstorm for me sucked. What, four or five days, no heat, no electricity. Guest bathroom, toilet looked like a city dump, literally. And I remember making a video and I said, I'm going to be okay. I'm, this sucks. I smell like I need an autopsy. You know, I'm, you know, another dinner of cold wieners. I mean, it, it wasn't a good look. But I was infinitely more concerned. Y'all remember the, and for those of you who followed it or live in Texas, the one that got me the most gang was a lady who woke up next to the popsicle that used to be her 11-year-old son. That fucker froze to death sleeping next to his mother. Now, again, what, what do we always say? We're going to devolve into Villasuela. We're already there. They're better than us. Texas always brags about being the biggest and the best. There is no way we should have lost a single soul during that damn ice storm. But fuck face Greg Abbott. And here's the thing. Don't worry. I'm going to get on his ass a little bit. I'm just going to vent about the fucking storm for a second. I remember when we got back up and running and I went back to work. I actually had someone defend Greg Abbott in front of me. And this person, just so you know, did not lose a second of electricity, had hot running water the whole time. And I remember I stopped her and I was like, you, you're not built for this. You do not want to have this conversation with me. And he's like, well, you should give me all, well, it's this person and it falls on this person. This is how it works, gang. Here comes another fucking football analogy. When you are the head coach, everything lands on your shoulders. Special teams, offense, defense, the weight room, the fucking weather, the socks and the jocks have been washed and folded appropriately. Everything lands on your fucking shoulders. That's why you have the title. That's why you get all that money. Greg Abbott is essentially the head coach of the state of Texas. Everything falls on his fucking shoulders, whether he realizes it or not. If you want to lead the band, you got to turn your back to the crowd. That means everyone can see your ass, Greg. And when you fuck up or when the state fucks up, you don't get to point the fucking fingers. You just don't. I am not a military man. I've told y'all before, I am a military kid. And I've sat here and I've heard my dad over the last almost 50 years of my life tell me stories. At least the ones that he's willing to repeat. And every single last one of those stories basically came down to 
chain of command, right? The captain gets to shit on the lieutenant, but you know who gets to shit on the captain? The fucking major. Now the major can talk shit about that captain, talk, call him everything or her, everything short of a child of God. But you know who gets to shit on that person? The lieutenant colonel. Who's going to shit on the lieutenant colonel? The furl bird. You see where I'm going with this? So again, he, he is at the top of the fucking chain here in the state of Texas. Now let me tell you, at least this time, now I should probably do a whole fucking episode on Greg Abbott. What's got my goat about this dude is that in about a week and some change, unemployment benefits, $300 a month, he's cutting it for people who need it. COVID killed Texas finances. The ice storm killed people's fucking finances. And he's cutting them off. This isn't costing the state of Texas an extra fucking dime. It's not. And even if it is, suck it up, buttercups. I'm willing to pitch in more. He's cutting their ability to live. I watched, I know we put a, a thing, it's called a moratorium or some shit like that. We we stopped evicting people during COVID because no one had any fucking money. But I saw a couple of videos and I had to turn it off, man. And the one that got me the most and I guess he was kind of the superintendent. This wasn't the Waldorf fucking his, his whatever the fuck it's called, Historia. These were all maybe a step above Section 8 housing. And the dude who was kind of the maintenance dude, the super or something, he went to an apartment complex where he knew the family. And he had to kick them out. The family was crying and he was crying. And he was crying for two reasons. One, he knows these people. He didn't want to do it, but that was his job. The second reason he was crying, he knew he could be next. He wasn't making any money either. And here's a fucked up thing about this gang. Because I remember some people saying this shit at work. I had to yell at them. And this is kind of Greg Abbott's uh, attitude. And I've seen other Republicans say this shit before when we're talking about COVID stimulus. How much should we keep it going? And that is, if you give these people this quote-unquote free money, you're just making them lazy and they're not going to want to work. Well, here's the thing about fuckface Greg Abbott. Do you know whose paychecks didn't stop during the snowstorm? Greg fucking Abbott. He makes over 150000 fucking dollars. During that snowstorm, when he checked his bank account, it was still there. Again, you, you don't get to tell. It's like what I say about Ben Shapiro. When he, well, just do this. Motherfucker, you didn't just do that. So don't tell other people to just do that. You're not fucking qualified. Uh, people at work were saying that shit uh, about teachers because, you know, school was all fucked up. Well, they just don't want, they just get back to work. I'm like, you don't work. You've never had to work a day in your life. And these people who are, by all, by, at minimum standards, are financially comfortable. You don't get to tell people, gang. Let me tell you something. If you are making twelve bucks a fucking hour, you kind of need those twelve bucks an hour, right? No one goes to their guidance counselor in high school and tells them, "You know what I need? I need a job that gets me just barely to pay my bills." That's exactly how this shit doesn't work. Hold on, guys. I'm reading some shit. Hmm. 
Goddamn right. Unemployment isn't a fucking handout, gang. And I, that actually reminds me. Oh, no, we're about to get in all this shit. This show may take a fucking left-hand turn. It, remind me of that. My emotional support system still here. Say hi, emotional support system. Hi, emotional support All right. So this is what I'm talking about. Again, where, where the fuck was I? 12 bucks an hour. No, okay. Okay. The people who are getting this 300 bucks, for them, I would say it's the equivalent of getting a winning lottery ticket, but you got to understand, those 300 bucks, I bet you dollars to donuts, these jokers are still underneath zero. Again, he, uh, for everyone who sit there and says the bullshit that it's making them lazy, I've got a great idea. Why don't you leave your super cush lifestyle, start working for 12 bucks an hour, See how far that shit gets you after you pay your rent, after you pay your car note, insurance. Oh, yeah, by the way, you may want to eat, right? Watch a little TV or something. See how much is left in the bank. And your monkey ass is telling them, you know, this is just going to make you lazy. First and foremost, fuck you and your family. And here's my other problem with Greg Abbott. Now, I'm not making fun of his tragedy. Not at all. But when Greg Abbott was in law school, Greg Abbott didn't have any money gang. This joker went for a jog. A tree fell and crushed his spine. That's why Greg Abbott is in a wheelchair. Again, no jokes there. None at all whatsoever. I wouldn't wish paralysis on anybody. And I hope Greg is living as physically a healthy life as possible as a result of his injury. He had no insurance. Greg Abbott had no fucking insurance. So he did what every American is trained to do. He sued. $25 million is what Greg Abbott got. Paid out every single month. Every single month, Greg Abbott gets an infusion of $14,000. That's not counting anything else. Now, here's the thing. When you get 14000 not 1400 $14,000 from this settlement. That's what he gets every month. When you get that kind of money, not including anything else, 300 bucks a month isn't a lot for you. Right? That's a nice dinner for you and the missus. Big deal. You won't miss it. But this is the dude cutting benefits for people who need the money. He doesn't have that relationship anymore. Right? And, and you know the fucked up thing about that accident? Again, I'm all for it, man. You Shit, something bad happened to you. Get paid. But the raggedy part is that he blocked those benefits for anyone coming after him who suffered the same tragedy. Again, it's like fuckface Candace Owens and Stacey Dash. Right? She, uh, Stacey Dash bashed his shit out of BET. Y'all remember that? When she was, quote unquote, the angry black woman on Fox. Well, let me ask you something. You're all high and mighty. Did you give the check back? Hashtag she didn't. Candace is Owens monkey ass, right? What the fuck was she talking about? Oh, there is no racism. There is no racism. You remember when she said that bullshit? Guess who sued based on race crimes when she was in high school? She got paid. I asked her, did you give the money back? Hashtag she didn't. Greg Abbott, if you thought this was just a fucked up ass ruling, 
Why didn't you give your $25 million back? What do you do with that $14,000 a fucking month? Again, the wrong people are making these fucking calls. The people who need that money need that money. It's not coming out of Greg Abbott's pocket. And again, call me. I'm not sitting here wiping my ass with $100 bills. But if I got to pay a little bit more so the person across I-35 can keep their lights on, charge me extra. Right? And again, in the fucked up portion, now I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about the people at work who have told me, you know, well, it just makes them lazy. They're Christians. I'm pretty sure there's a verse or two about your sinless superhero who didn't like rich people. And I'm pretty sure he's talking about giving shit away. And here you go. Now here's your chance to be just like your sinless superhero. And what are you going to do? Not a fucking thing. Again, I've said this before about Christians on this level. Like that dude on Twitter the other day who was jerking off all over himself because hospitals aren't named after secular people. Well, congratulations. Who gives a shit? Right? Frank, fuck face Frank Turk. At least I can call rape objectively wrong. Who gives a shit? Again, what have you done? Not what have you said. Stop flapping your fucking jaws. I had someone this morning tell me the best part about, you know, the COVID restrictions getting lifted is that she got to go back to church. Okay, great. Uh, I'm glad you're happy. But this is also someone who was talking about it makes them lazy. Again, just another Christian just running off at the fucking mouth. Is this what your Jesus would want? Right? We're talking about, you know, Greg's always talking about, you know, religious freedoms. And it's like, to do what? To be fucking dictators. You guys just sit there with your fucking foot on the throat of everybody else. And now here you go. Here's your opportunity to be just like your sinless superhero. And, you know, as a matter of fact, this kind of ties back to fuckface Joe Rogan. God, it hurts to call Joe Rogan fuckface. Hashtag it had to be done. White men are so fucking oppressed in this country that they made a fucking Jew from the Middle East look like Kenny Loggins and nobody says shit. That's how oppressed you fuckers are. Shut the fuck up. But here you go. Now you get a chance to be like Kenny Loggins. Now you get to be, again, you're not, but let's just say you are. Now you get to be just a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe we all have to pay just a little bit more in taxes. Hashtag we don't. But even if we did, isn't that what your Jesus would do? I mean, we got fuckface Joel Osteen who lives on a compound that looks like the Olympic fucking village. That fucker could write a $300 check to every single poor person and still have a fuck ton of cash. Again, here's your chance, Christians, Texas Christians, Greg fucking Abbott. Here's your chance to do exactly what your sinless superhero allegedly would have done. Again, if you need, if you're banking on those 300 bucks a month, you need those 300 bucks a month. Gang, I, I don't have a car note. I'm, I'm allergic to that kind of debt. But when I had one, 
my car note was more than 300 bucks. And I still could put something in savings. So again, I do not understand the state of Texas. We are a red state. When I go back to Louisiana and I'm on I-10, there are 50-foot fucking billboards next to another 50-foot fucking billboard telling me I'm going to die and go to hell and be tortured forever. It is an uh, eight-mile stretch from my house to work. And I told you all before, this is just what I see. There are nine churches within my eyesight as I drive to work. This place is Christian than a motherfucker. And I ask you, is this what your Jesus would do? I don't think I'm exaggerating at all when I tell you Greg Abbott's going to fucking kill somebody. Can you hear my iPad in the background? Hashtag unprofessional. The great news is, gang, I am pushing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Then I'll be back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. And truth, yeah. keep this going. Uh, before I move on, gang, we're going to bash Greg just a little bit more, or at least this situation. I remember watching uh, a Susie Orman. I can't remember whose show she's on. Uh, if you don't know Susie Orman, look her up. She is absolutely positively fucking fantastic. But in the beginning of the whole COVID shit, and again, I guess we just kind of have this visual of what kind of person files for unemployment. Right. You know, what? kind of like the people are saying to the three hundred dollar a month people, you're lazy. OK, once again, go fuck yourself. If you are driving a brand new Tesla every six months, you don't get to tell someone else to suck it up. Right. A bad day for you is your maid is a little bit late. Shut the fuck up. But Susie Orman was explaining this is how this shit works. She said there is no shame in filing for unemployment. That money is yours anyway. We all pay into this bucket. We all pay into it. And so when it's time to pull it out, that's your cash. You're not pulling it out of my pocket. You're pulling it out of your own. You've already paid into this system. So again, it's just real fucked up. Again, I don't know why this decision is being made. Again, Well, again, just go get a job. Which one? Businesses suffered because of fucking COVID. Everyone fucking suffered because of COVID in the ice storm. Again, like Ben Shapiro's monkey, Jared Fuckface Kushner. Y'all remember when I ragged his monkey ass, right? The human wax skeleton. Go fuck yourself, Jared. When he was talking about black people just got to want it. First and foremost, hashtag you're not black. If sack of shit was a race, it'd be Jared fucking Kushner. But again, this is a dude, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was born with a silver dick in his mouth. He has never worked a day in his life. And he's rich as shit and only got richer while his fucking fat fucking father-in-law was in the White House. 
and he's telling other people to just do this. Well, again, I will listen to Jared Kushner exactly one second after he donates every penny he's worth to somebody else and starts living on $12 an hour plus those $300 checks. When he comes back with his knuckles all dirty and bloody after doing what those people have to do, I'm willing to listen to your story. But for everyone telling those people, just suck it up and go get a job, go fuck yourself. You don't know what you're talking about. Now, this one's going to be depressing as shit, but we're going to do it because this one came up at work a little bit today. Uh, we were talking about my main man, Jake motherfucking Ellinger. As usual, get some rest, little brother. You've earned it. Jake was the uh, UT linebacker who passed away. Boy was in his early 20s. And me and this person at work, we were talking about some other incidences uh, she uh, had to attend services uh, over the weekend. And it just brought up a whole bunch of shit. And again, I'm about to get into it. But 25 years ago, when I first started working there, there was, trying to be super vague, a businessman who, let's just say, behind his family's back, they were living a leveraged lifestyle, right? On paper, made $2 million. How much did they spend every year? Two million and one. They did not have an ounce of wiggle room, even though they looked like they were living La Vida Loca. They weren't. One financial bad decision, they lost everything. And this dude could not handle uh, probably the perceived humiliation from the community, and he offed himself. That sucks. A widow, two kids. Both of them were young at the time. Fast forward a year after that, guess who took her life? The mother could not handle the life that the universe had given her. And she offed herself. Those kids had to go to back-to-back -to -back fucking funerals less than a year. Mom and dad both gone. Jake Ellinger, this lady that was telling me about the services. My point is, gang... I have never in my life, I've experienced a lot of loss, a lot of loss. I've been burying people since I was fucking born. There is no such thing as deserve. I do not believe in that concept. To me, if, if life was about what getting what you deserved, most rich people would be poor. Most poor people would be rich. I do not believe in the concept of fair. Life is what it fucking is. Right, Funny example, one of my best friends growing up, he did work at it. He really did. But Louie, straight A's from the moment he was a fetus till the time he got his fucking master's degree. Never, he worked, he did, but he didn't have to work that hard. It just came easy to him. My monkey ass had to study nine times as hard. I made nothing but C's. Now, I remember responding to a tweet about someone she was really excited. I think she just got like her master's and she got A's or some shit like that. And my response was, oh, and hey, I've, I've heard of this mythical creature. Please tell me more. Man, I worked my ass off for just C's. Life is not fair. And here's the thing. I worked my ass off athletically. I really did. I put forth a lot of fucking effort. Hashtag I didn't suck at it. There were people who probably put in 20 times the amount of work I did who never got a fucking look. 
Life just is not fair. Now, the way I deal with it, and I hope this kind of helps somebody else out, is it's not the shitty times, gang, that make you. It's how you react to it. It's how you respond to the shit. Because you know what? If you make it past five years of age, you've eaten some shit. You have. That, that job that you wanted, they gave it to somebody else. That person you wanted to date, they fucking hate you. Right? I mean, th- there's so many things. My aunt, my aunt bum, she went to make groceries. I'll never forget this day for as long as I live. And it's one of those moments if she would have left at 7 o'clock instead of 7.01. If she was driving 55 instead of 56, she'd still be here. She was driving, drunk driver. She was on, what is it, the underpass. The dude was on the highway above her. That was a belch. That was disgusting. Hashtag unprofessional. He flipped his car. That car landed roof side down on top of my aunt. That's the very definition of unfair. But yo, that's life and that sucks. How did we respond? Hashtag not good. Again, it's it's not the bad times, gang. It's how you respond to it. It's not about getting knocked down 10 times. It's about getting up fucking 50 times. Your dick will be in the dirt. I promise you. Nobody has an easy... That's why I don't listen to Eminem. I think Eminem is an incredibly talented fucking actor. Or... Uh, rapper. Just for whatever reason, his voice sounds like he's fucking whining. At least his earlier joints were. And maybe that's the way he got shit out. I just don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> it was like, yo, raise your hand if life hasn't shit in your mouth. But again, gang, I just do not buy into the concept of deserve. You don't deserve shit. Go out and take it. If that's what you want, find a way. If you need some help, ask for it. If you need the hookup, maybe you'll get the hookup. But again, I, I just had to throw that in there. Just thinking about some of the shit that we talked about today at work. Life isn't fair, gang. And you do not get what you deserve. And one more thing on that one, because this person brought up one of my favorite topics, and that's karma. Hashtag that's uh, sarcastic. Karma's a fucked up ass thought. Because again, I've said, I think I've said this before. Karma only works when you get what you want. But you have to go both ways when you talk about karma. Right? It's like I've known people who have said things like, you know, they were a couple bucks short for whatever. And, you know, maybe a great uncle died and they got a little cash for the exact amount. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that's karma, Robert. I was doing something good. I was like, no, your great uncle died and you got some money. That's not karma. Because here's the thing. Because if it's all the whole what goes around comes around, again, that altar boy who's being raped for the 50th time by Father McFeely, what did that little kid do in a former life or this one that was so heinous that that's what he gets? Again, karma only seems to be sexy when it works out for your favor. Right? Again, that's why I say there is no fair. There is no deserve in this world. We simply get what we get, and we are defined by how we respond to it. Now, how's that for a little fucking deep philosophical bullshit from the brain damaged C student? Beat that. 
And because I made myself feel smart just then, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Shit. Gang, one more topic for today. And it's going to kind of piggyback off of yesterday's. When I told y'all, your actions are informed by your beliefs. Right? A worldview that centers itself around reality yields better results. When your worldview is centered around some bullshit, you're going to make some bad decisions. Now, I brought this up because today when I was driving home from work, got off a little bit early today, I saw some shit about the people who are not getting vaccinated. Actually, I think I got two more topics. Y'all just stick with me. Fuck. You'll know how this goes. I just babble. The people who aren't getting vaccinated are Christian white men. Now, don't ask me how the fuck it is. Uh, They come up with these stats. But it was on the internet, so clearly it has to be true. But I listened to one of some of these assholes talk, and their thing was, I'm not afraid of the coronavirus, and even if I get it or if I die, God will save me. Okay, this is what I'm talking about, gang. Their worldview is centered around some bullshit. And what have I always said? If your version of a Jesus makes you a better person, I like your Jesus. And if this was just a one-off, I wouldn't give a shit, right? Some asshole thinks that Corona was brought on by the Democrats as a hoax to bring down the greatest president. And if it just killed him, hashtag, I wouldn't give a shit. But here's the thing. This is the person who's going to go to your mall, go to your shopping center, go to your gym. He's going to get everyone else sick. Again, like I said, no one likes masks. Nobody. Well, maybe the kinky people do. But the ones who stop COVID, no, those masks suck. I I don't like watching that shit on the news all the time. And guess what? Neither do they. But they're not willing to take the necessary precautions to make sure COVID goes into our rearview mirror. Their belief that their version of an invisible sky wizard is going to save the day is making them make piss poor decisions. I hate their fucking Jesus. Their fucking Jesus is getting people killed. I remember this story from when I was a kid. And I I think it's Jehovah's Witnesses that won't accept uh, blood transfusions. They found some fucked up ass verse in the Bible. And of course, they translated that into no fucking thing. It's something about unclean blood. And I remember this as a kid. There was a case where a lady got sick and the doctors came out and they was like, yo, This is very, very, very serious. Now, your mother has like an 80% chance of survival, but we got to get started like yesterday. And the first step are blood transfusions. You know what they said? Nope. And I was like, no, 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 I don't think you heard me. I didn't say an 8% chance. I said like 80%. She's going to make it, but this is very serious. I need you to sign these consent forms on the blood transfusion. You know what they said? Nope. They try to get them deemed mentally incompetent. Didn't work. It was their religion. I hate their fucking Jesus. Just like the Jesus who tells you, you don't have to wear a mask or you don't have to get vaccinated. I'm going to take care of you. Okay, you know, one more before I move on. God, I got a whole bunch of shit today. There was, I think it was actually during COVID. 
and some asshole, he couldn't swim. That's the bottom line. And what is it? It's the white water that's really violent. Dude thought, and he brought his congregation out. My faith is strong enough. And just like my Savior Jesus, because I said a special prayer, I'm going to walk on some water. His monkey ass took one step. It sucked him under. He drowned to death. I'm almost trying not to laugh. But ha, ha, ha. I hate his Jesus. You want to know why? Because a wife had to bury her husband that day. Kids had to bury their dad that day because their Jesus told them, hey, you can walk on water. That is no different than your Jesus telling you, you don't have to worry about the coronavirus. Again, if your Jesus makes you a better person, I don't give a shit. When your Jesus makes you harm other people, yeah, that's what you're going to hear from me. Now, because I hate myself, and I swear, this is the last one, Candace Fuckface Owens. I saw a clip of her, and it made me think of, because I was torturing myself watching uh, Abby Shapiro, Ben's sister. Okay, I I've said this before about boys and dresses and everything else. Gang, you be you. You make the call on what makes you who you are. And I saw a video, and I didn't even click on it, but I know who the guy is, so I already knew he and I were on the same uh, ground. It is a former NFL football player, and the topic of the discussion is kind of what makes a man a man. And the person that he was talking to was literally half his size. But I already knew what this dude stood for, and he and I would have said the same thing. I am no less or no more of a man as an NFL football player as the dude who wears skin-tight pants and a dancer's belt and is the principal dancer at Alvin Ailey. Only you get to decide. If you're a dude, what makes you a dude? Again, when Ben Shapiro was going in on, ah, oh, my brain just completely farted, but the lady, the kicker for Vanderbilt, right? Again, if we were line up the stats, and if we did not put their names on top, and if I gave you a, a label and said, you tell me which one is a man and which one is a woman, you would get it wrong. If I told you on this side, we've got someone with a high-pitched voice who plays the violin, and on this side, we have someone who plays college football. You tell me which one is the man, which one is the woman. You're already fucking wrong. Because in this case, the high-pitched, squeaky voice person, that's a dude. The football player, that's a woman. So again, only you get to decide what makes you a man. And for my sisters, only you get to decide what makes you a woman. The All-American shot putter is no less feminine than the lady who fucking is a Southern belle. You get to make that call. But more like fuckface uh, Abby Shapiro and fuckface the Coontress uh, Candace Owens it, it, they play into this all or nothing song and dance. And I've never agreed with it, right? And it's, you know, it's, well, it, if you're not this quote unquote perfect lady, then you're some whore, some slut. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that at all. And both Abby and Candace have this thing about how women dress and then have the audacity to say, this is what men want. It's like, well, you don't get to answer for us. And again, they operate on this all or nothing uh, line of thought that you either dress like a nun or you're dressed like a stripper on dollar night. And here's the thing. 
Abby fucking Shapiro. Look her up. She's got nudes. And she's the one who hosts Classically Abby. And these aren't like artistic nudes. There's some lady fucking with her legs spread open, some big ass titties, and fucking trying to rail herself with a dildo the size of a fucking wine bottle. But yet she's the one telling girls, don't do this. Right? Again, practice what you fucking preach. Don't let me find out that there's some shit about fuckface Candace Owens. She's already hypocritical bats as far as I'm concerned. Again, the first one to say there's no such thing as racism and then sued for racism. And it just again, it's this either fucking or. And it feeds into the shit they used to tell us as kids when I was a hardcore Christian. And when I say us, I mean mainly the girls. And this message was about 15% for the guys. But they would compare women to like a pair of shoes. And it's like, well, the more feet that go in these shoes, the less valuable they become and the smellier they get. Then they would turn to us guys and say, do you want a pair of shoes that 50 guys have worn before you? That's not very ladylike, is it? What kind of fucked up ass message is that? Are you fucking kidding me? And I remember, and another fucked up ass comparison was bubblegum. Again, y'all thought I was bullshit when I told y'all I was raised a Christian and a hardcore one at that. Again, here's one that is mainly 85% to the girls, and then they pitch it to the boys to kind of get us all on the same page. But it was bubblegum. Don't you want to be the first person to open up that thing of Wrigley Spearmint and put it in your mouth and chew it? How, how bad are you jonesing? You get that piece of bubble gum that 55 other guys chewed and then put it in your mouth. Girls, do you want to be that piece of gum? This is what they used to tell us. This is what Abby and Candace, and this is a bullshit, misogynistic fucking narrative. Let me tell you something, gang, and I'm speaking to my sisters right now. And I'm saying this not as an expert. I don't have a vagina. But I re- in college, oh my fucking God. This is why I did. When you become a Division I athlete, let's just say the world is quite literally your fucking oyster. You don't have to work hard to have sex. Most people think that just applies to the football team. Wrong, mister. Oh, God, no. I Some of my sisters on the female teams, let's just say they like to get their groove on too. Because let me tell you something. I don't know about you guys. I've never been mad while busting a nut. It is physically and emotionally impossible for me to be in a bad mood when the man gravy comes out. It makes me happy. And I just got to imagine when my sisters get their rocks off, they're pretty happy as well. But we have this fucked up ass standard. Women, you can't enjoy it. And, again, and then we go back to the dressing thing. To my sisters, you wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. I mean, on the strength. And if dressing like a nun makes you feel good, then dress like a fucking nun. Excuse me. There's a YouTube channel. God damn, that's disgusting. That I like to follow. Um, you're probably going to be offended. Uh, 
she's a personal trainer, overcame eating disorders, and now she's a very fit, attractive woman. She often makes comments about her boobs. They look pretty goddamn good. She likes showing off her fucking boobs. And there was one episode where she was covered. And she apologized to the audience and said, don't worry, the girls will make the comeback on the next video. It made her feel good. Fucking do that shit. And just in case, and just in case, because Abby has said this and fucking Candace, and they said this to us, you know, back in my hardcore Christian days. And that is pretty much when women have the boobs out, they've got the thighs showing, when they're wearing yoga pants and we can see the outline of their butt cheeks. Basically, we're inviting men to rape them. Now, gang, if you need me to explain that to you, please unsubscribe. I, I think I've probably adopted this attitude with what I, it is I do for a living. Don't tell women how to dress. Teach boys how not to fucking rape. How's that for a novel idea? And again, this lady from the, the podcast, uh, the YouTube channel that I like to watch. Yes, she's very attractive. Yes, she has a great body. And when you look her up online uh, for her personal training services, she's wearing this white two-piece thingamapopper workout outfit. She looks fantastic. It makes her feel good to wear it, I assume. And she has every right, and she's just as quote-unquote ladylike as a lady who's wearing fucking a prairie skirt and a sweater that covers up everything. Again, these archaic-ass standards that we have set for women and their bodies and their sexuality and their sexual desires and appetites. It is some bullshit. So please, if I can give my sisters any advice from a guy's point of view, again, if you want to do it, that's on you. But don't listen to the people with the stick up there, especially the hypocrites like Abby Shapiro, just like her brother. Don't tell people to just do that when you have failed to just do that. Posting freaky news. What's the matter with you? Now, here's the thing, gang. Uncle Bobby. Hold on. That's very true. Women are not fucking responsible for men's emotional thoughts. It goes back to exactly what I just said. Don't tell women how to dress. Teach boys how not to rape. Now, Uncle Bobby has given you a lot of problems. So Uncle Bobby is going to give you a whole bunch of motherfucking solutions. First up, Joe Rogan. Shut the fuck up. There is no such thing as white male oppression. Your voice is not being silenced. Joe, Rush, Josh, Sean, all of you guys. You guys have national fucking platforms. Stop complaining. How about this? Shut up and do the job I'm paying you to do. Right? Isn't that what fuckface Lori Ingram said? Stop it. And again, when you guys don't know what oppression actually is, you have to make shit up. And what you make up sounds stupid as fuck. Next up, Greg Abbott, shut the fuck up. You are being paid $25 million off of a horrible accident. For that, I am sorry. Like I said, I hope you're living a healthy life. $14,000 a month is what you get. Not including the $150,000 that you get for being the governor of Texas. 
And for all you people sitting there saying 300 bucks a month makes them lazy, you go live on it. You go work for $12 an hour. You go check your bank account just to see if you can afford to put gas in your car. Then come back and tell those people how lazy they are. You're talking out of your ass and you should shut the fuck up. No such thing as deserve and fair. Robert Reed, don't shut the fuck up. I like that motto. There is no such thing as deserve. And there, Papa just killed something. I'm telling you, my dog is Charles Manson on four legs. He just ran across the yard. Papa stopped committing homicide. But again, if deserve was an actual concept, most rich people would be poor. More poor people would be rich. Republican men that don't get the vaccine, shut the fuck up. Your belief system is sitting on some bullshit. Why didn't you pray for COVID not to happen? Oh, that's right. You did. And guess what? It fucking happened. And it ruined this fucking country. We're more splintered over a fucking virus. And now you think your prayer is going to keep you from getting sick or getting someone else sick. Grow up. Believe in fucking reality and go get your fucking vaccine. Be a team player. Candace Owens, Abby Shapiro, everyone who's pushing this archaic ass fucking standard on what a lady is, do me a favor, shut the fuck up. This is archaic as shit. And like I said, ladies, you do you. You don't need me to tell you that. You do you. If you want to fuck one guy and call it a career, call it a career. If you want to fuck 100 guys a month, if you feel safe and if you feel respected and you want to try some shit, try some shit. Dress how you want to dress. Act like how you want to act. Live your own life for you will certainly die your own death. They don't make coffin for two, ladies. You do you. Now the big guy's going to sign the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go. Gin and truth. Let's go.